wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. It is Taco Tequila Tuesday, but it's first thing in the morning, so all I'm sipping on is coffee. Welcome to another episode of Quark's Bar, and I'm your host, Felicia Baxter. I'll get to most of the rest of the edited podcast um, in a few seconds, but I wanted to just add this portion into the podcast. I watch a lot of garbage TV because I don't go anywhere. Y'all are nasty. We got Corona, we got every variation of it, and we got now monkeypox. So, like Young Jock on Love and Hip Hop, I'm staying my behind at home. And it's going to take a minute before I feel comfortable um, going out, especially when I don't have to. I live and have created my own paradise. And why would I want to leave if I don't and put myself at risk? Life is so much messier than reality TV, but there it is. I have this time to, before I go to work, to be able to mention and to be able to be what I want to be and listen to and create what I want to create. And I think that's why I had heard about all the hype about this new season of Love and Hip Hop. I think the series itself is getting into its 10th and 11th seasons, and I'm here for the mess. I, I think it's completely unscripted, and I just want, I'm wondering, is this a submersion tactic where we get to know even down to the grimy details about these creative life? Some of this stuff is not believable. And I also feel that money doesn't fix everything, but it does give you options. And these people are opting to be messy, which I find hysterical. In this season, there is an additional cast member that Young Jock is a 1990s, 2000s, hip-hop star and they've also added in a dance hall artist uh, who is spilling the tea about his past long-term I don't know if it's a long-term hookup or relationship is that what you would call it but he is getting ready to get married after three years of being engaged with this other girl who is refusing to get married during Mercury retrograde. I think that's the least of her issues. 
but I'm gonna, it looks like I'm gonna have to add this into the rotation because messy black people evidently are my forte and I am now binge watching uh, the previous seasons of Real House of Atlanta and I started watching that because I watched um, NeNe Leakes on College Hill Celebrity Edition. If you're gonna be fascinated and want the tea on all aspects of hip hop culture or black culture in general, <laughs> these shows, I don't think they're a good representation of it. It's just a representation of people with money still can do ridiculous things because these are episodes and ridiculous, but I'm here for it because this is escape from reality, right? And it is entertainment and I'm only taking it as such. And when you're on a reality TV series, you basically are letting all of us into the group chat that is your life. And you just gotta be ready for the stupid, I guess. But this is on some other level of rich folk stupid and i'm here for it that song is from p valley and that is J. Alphonse Nicholson. It is also during this time that he almost thought that he wanted to become a rapper because of the popularity of all of the songs uh, from this show. Um, and this is me commenting on P Valley just for the fun of it. I don't know why I did that, but, and I'm completely sober. It is 1246 middle of the day um i just got finished eating my lunch and i'm sitting here just happy that i get to enjoy and talk about um all the ratchet tv that i watch in particular you know um p not p valley but um all stars wrapped and i was so um, annoyed with how it ended up. I'm still mad about who became the queen of all queens. <clears throat> so I have been rewatching and looking for other things to talk about. In particular, we're down to the episode Eve or the finale Eve of P Valley. Um, for those that don't know, P Valley is uh, Katori Hall's creation based off of her award-winning uh, stage play by the same name. It is under, been under a cloud recently because uh, Nikki Gilbert uh, is suing them for copyright infringement. Granted, I did watch uh, her movie her show starring um fantasia and faith evans um uh, and it was even down to the light skin color of the uh 
Autumn Knight character. <clears throat> but I, that's where it deviated because P-Valley is grittier. It is one of those shows that you have to uh, watch. I mean, how many shows has a, a mayor running and is using the pink? I just realized that the Tory character is in this. And I thought that was her. Now I'm watching it again for the third time since it dropped yesterday. But how many people will... How many... <laughs> How many mayors will use the pink um, to advertise for running for mayor? And it's off of these black women's butts that he now <clears throat> is increasing in the polls. And I think he's going to end up, um, I think he's going to end up winning. And he is going to end up, um, he's going to end up uh, convincing Autumn to actually lease, or she's going to decide to basically set up a leasing situation for the land of the pink. And that's how it's going to be remain relevant because it is obvious that the, um, the now new owner, female owner of uh, Promised Land is, won't give her the $10 million, but she can make that and then some if they set up a leasing situation. Also, it would give Uncle Clifford a chance to basically, in a leasing situation, to buy the pink back because I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think... I'm hopeful that Miss Ernestine does not pass away because I could see murder playing at her funeral or home going, but I don't want, and they could have it at the pink for for whatever reason, another ghost or haint being captured in there because her spirit embodies the pink. I... I can also see, I think Uncle Cliff is the character's fool, but that's beside the point. I can also see murder also playing there for when Andre gets elected mayor. I also, I honestly think, <coughs> excuse me, that that's going to be the, I call that because Andre was there spraying out money they celebrate him like it's 1999. Um, and his first year, I think, is going to be the storyline and his subsequent divorce from his wife is going to be the subsequent um, storyline for the third season because the third season has officially uh, been announced. It's going to drop in August of 2023. Although I have not heard about um, the uh, re recording or the production starting yet, uh, 
the ratings from this um, season. And there's so many, it's just a complicated and gritty storyline that I can't wait to see what they're going to bring for this third season. But I'm going to set my DVR or be up when it first is available. Probably stars, um, I've gone through a series of um, ending several subscriptions, not even using Truebill, but Stars, Discovery, and maybe HBO Max are, and Hulu are the main streaming services that I'm going to continue with and primarily continue with it just because I want to see um, next season of P-Valley. Maybe I'll pause it so I won't get charged and then won't restart it back up until P-Valley drops in 2023. Consider doing that, y'all. So, and the rest of this episode, every time I get ready to drop, a new spoiler, you're going to hear that air horn. So I hope you enjoy it. But listen, you know, one of the things that I'm, why I'm so wrapped up in this episode is how every episode depends on the previous episode. I mean, you, one of the things why, because I always, it seems like I always miss some um, detail. That's why I, have tried to rewatch all episodes prior to the buildup for this. And it just seems like this, it, it, it's like a sequential buildup to this episode. Everything was a buildup. You got to get look for the details for it to make sense. And then I just realized uh, her floss or her outfit, the two piece, looks exactly like <laughs> my blinged out uh, face mask. That's funny. And the G-string. Oh, good Lord. That's just funny. And it's, she always pooping and coughing and everything and spread the pages. This is um, the character and her snotty nose. Um, but the, it is obvious roulette could go on the road with Big murder, little murder, um, because she's fresh out. She has no problem pulling out her gun. She has no problem playing roulette, literally Russian roulette, because she has no nothing to. She has money to live for, but she's not afraid to die, and that, and if her existence is just made off of the next lick or the next hit. That's a dangerous person to be on. And she basically comes back in the focus because she set up that stupid guy with Whisper um, to get paid. She'll get paid by any means necessary. She doesn't care. Um, but I don't think her despair is not the same as Big Teak. And I go back to that because Big Teak's funeral is basically, and then his death, and then Pico taking um, 
credit, seemed like he was taking credit for his death because it was a murder-suicide. And then they call on Lil' Murder. He felt some kind of way that he had to get back for his murder. So he unloaded on Pico. And now Maine's crew, the shooters, they are coming after Lil' Murder because he basically rapped about the murder in one of his songs at Murder Night. Who does that? That's some crazy Negro dumb shit. But that's what he did. And just the despair with Little Murder, just the despair of that led Big T to take his own life, and also the despair that makes Roulette such a killer and not caring or fresh out of is what is compelling. The level of depravity and the level of just a general level of survival at all cost it's disturbing but it's compelling and it makes me want to continue to watch it and do a deeper dive because to see how they all are going to recover from this and is there a point of recovery is there a point of no return are they all going to blow their second chances they say second chances are rarer than snow in mississippi where I hope they, since they are so rare, what are they going to do to not blow it? Or are they going to continue to make these gang-gang uh, mistakes? I don't know. I also know that if they would let Wody in on some things, he could get rid of Derek. Because Derek acting like a tweaker he may just blaze up on some fentanyl and just get got. And then they will be going to his funeral. And she's, that may be how he, it ends. And he comes back and for the funeral. And I think his mama is going um, just to get back at her. They're going to come after Keyshawn's kids. Or maybe even the stepmom, Keyshawn's stepmother. I don't know. I don't know. What is your prediction about what's going to happen on next week, the finale? I think they're going to tie it all in. I think there's going to be a big old shootout involving Maine or even the baby's mama. I don't know, but I know you're going to be twerking in your seat like I was. But what are you think how they're going to tie it back all in? I think we've been fed crumbs throughout all the previous episodes with a lead up to this pre this week's episode so why would you or are is anyone not as impressed with the Harley's character and her relationship with Andre and her possible pregnancy with twins what I'm most concerned about is why nobody is really protecting themselves. Why he rolling around with no mask on? Why he rolling around with no, not using a condom? Who does that? I just, I don't know. And also, they roll back to his house and his wife shows up who basically was cheating on him. So is that a problem? And why wouldn't it be a problem? And what, 
this seriously, what does a bust down mean? Does it mean uh, you being a doing running a trick, running a scam, or is it just um, another name for a gun? I don't know, but I'm all learning all kind of vocabulary uh, with this episode too. So that's the other hint uh, about this show. I'm not so sure if I'm so into the character arc of the Autumn Night Lakeisha Savage Fenty character, nor am I all that imprints with um, the Jolly Brown Giant Andre and his character arc or flaws or whatever. I'm not sure if he has the guts to do what is necessary. It seems like uh, Autumn's character has no problem uh, running up and running out on people. What I am tripped out about is the women having to always be strong and how they deal with So what's the deal with Keyshawn um, kissing uh, Diamond? And I think she has is going to take more heat from the Big Bone character than from Derek. But I have a feeling, even though she's supposed to be at work, he is so obsessed with her. He is looking for any opportunity to come after Diamond anyways. Because even with all of his whiteness, there is something seriously wrong with that guy. I think there's going to be a shootout. It's going to involve and be set up by Big Bone because of uh, her jealousy of Keyshawn and Diamond. But I also think that Sit, he it's between him and Big L because they were the last ones that touched um, the Delta devoted body that is cut up into pieces. Somehow that's going to come back. And it's going to be, and that may be the reason why Big Bone, um, her identity is going to be revealed at the same time that she may get caught in the crossfire Either she's going to be trying to protect Diamond, again, another woman protecting uh, another man in this show, because it always seems like that, is going to get in the way, and she may take a bullet for Diamond. But Derek is going to have... That's how Derek may get hemmed up. What do y'all think? Do y'all think that Big Bone's character is going to be is going to get gotten rid of because she's going to end up taking a bullet for Diamond because of his connection to Keyshawn and Derek. That's how Keyshawn is going to get free from Derek. It's going to be like two, two birds in one bush. That's how she is going to be removed and Derek is going to also be removed because neither one are basically are needed. You know, her, 
her butt's fake anyways. I like um, <laughs> the rest of them women, and especially um, Megan Thee Stallion's butt more because she didn't get any implants or enhancements. That's cornbread from Houston, girl. But I think that may be how it's going to be all wrapped up and tied up. And the second legend is also going to be a part of the new Mercedes experience featuring Keyshawn, the next GOAT. Uh, with old crazy roulette and whisper. I firmly believe that those photos of the Mercedes experience that Farah uh, showed to Mercedes. She says it was like she was flying. I thought she would. She looked like a superhero. And it was cracked me up that her own mama, Patrice Woodbine, did the same thing in the opening credits. But at the same time, that with Little Murder paying homage to Mercedes and wanting to get her, because you remember before the other murder night, he wanted her to dance to his music, but she refused to. Now she's giving her saying, now that he's improved, she giving him props for how far he's come. And I think his dedication to her and his respect. It looked like when Noriega was basically all goo-gob over <laughs> uh, Miss Patti LaBelle on Drink Champs, that's how he was basically looking at and asking for Mercedes' opinion on his new works. I honestly think that she's gonna end up going on tour or and he's gonna be the future musician uh, with all of them uh, making the rounds um, in this next um, season, or that's how the end is also going to be. What do you guys think? Do you think that this is one of the reasons how he, he he's going to explode and it's going to have so much to do with the help of now a free Keyshawn, a crazy roulette, and a glow up little murder? That is how... That is how he is going to play out his next chapter. And he's going to get his cash to huge, like some classic, Mississippi classic. I ha I foresee uh, one of, um, what's his name? Oh, Crip Walking. While Mercedes is gangster walking at one of the classics. Uh, by uh, Deion Sanders, they're going to be doing that at a classic that you know they're going to his that team is going to play in because that school actually is in Mississippi. But also, that is his dedication. It like he appreciates females, but I don't think Lil Murder is bi. I honestly think that particular character is gay and he knows who he wants to be with. But now sexuality just seems to be so fluid. It really doesn't make a difference. His, he has a special appeal to a wide spectrum of fans. 
Uh, and he, it seems like he's also taken a lot of heat online for his wonderful portrayal of this gangster rapper who's also straight out gay. But who cares? He he is portraying and he handles things and his sexual preference or rea- his rea- is his reality. It has nothing to do with us. Whatever it is, I'm here for the music. I'm here for his glow up. Um, And I think, again, this episode was absolutely beautifully written. Um, Also, Maine, the poet gangbanger, he is going to be part... I don't know if he's going to be part of the problem or part of the solution about what happens to little murder or is it going to be part of the freedom a lot of a lot of releases a lot of changes are going to be i have a feeling a lot of this A lot of people are going to be singing and rapping and dancing. There's going to be another big funeral. I'm not sure if it's going to be Miss Ernestine, but somebody's going to take a bullet. And it's going to, the loose ends are going to be wrapped up. That Derek character is problematic. Um, even Keyshawn is a little bit problematic, but she makes for good TV watching her bougie behind. And just the ghetto. Um, Gatoration of all of this is making this little town in Mississippi, which I th- honestly think is true. It is truly based off of Memphis, but is that what is going to lead to a new Memphis renaissance or a Chuckalisa renaissance is not just this casino, but the planning of the casino, not letting go of the legacy. Because if you still own the land and all these white folks will lease it, and it still gets built and it can the wealth can still be spread around. I wonder if they are pretending what is going to be needed or what is possibly happening in Memphis and in other towns, very similar small towns in the deep south, not just in Mississippi, but in Tennessee and in Alabama and in Arkansas. Truly southern towns with large black population, what is going to attract us and the people and to get the wealth needed for that generational wealth. Is it possible? I don't know. But this show makes the possible seem possible. With even, and just just in general, even though this show talks about stripping and um, a lot and just the ravages of COVID in the black community, um, prostitution, drug abuse, all of these things are such negative, but it's still, they're only still small pieces of a larger community. You know what I mean? Gang, gang violence, gun violence, uh, teenage pregnancy, all of those things are a part of my community. But in spite of those, we still have a thriving community. Uh, got chips and chinks and there's so many things that we could succumb to but we can still make beauty and create art and I think that's the bottom line there I think the glorification or just 
the showing of these things outside of news media uh, brings light to a lot of issues, but there's still so much beauty that people, that we can absolutely um, witness and enjoy. And I, again, as I said always, I'm here for it all. Now, we all associate Karens with asking for the manager. But what happens when you place this peculiar species in a court of law? Sorry, Karen. You can't ask for the manager in here, bud. Here's 10 minutes of Karens attempting to make a scene in court, only to get destroyed themselves. No Karen is above the law. Watch as this judge puts her in her place. Ma'am, please raise your right hand. Do you swear or affirm the testimony you're about to provide will be the oh, truth, call full call truth, call and call nothing call. but the truth under penalty of perjury? I would like to call. Ma'am! Ma'am! And that is how this nine minutes of Karen's versus judge goes on. It's just woman after woman making a mockery of the uh, court system and talking over the judge, like using their entitlement to whiteness to be stupid. And then burst out in crocodile tears while they cause a deadly wreck while rolling dirty. And this one girl, she's like spicy white, I guess, but she came all uh, to court high on Xanax and then uh, sasses the judge. And I'm just thinking to myself, what would give you the right to even do any of this? This is crazier than that chick um, going off on the judge in Michigan uh, because she had a bad date and suit that dive guy for 10 G's. That is right up there. This is right up there with that. Um, I don't even think I included that in last week's episode, but it was just so rich. I have it in my uh, blogs and the blogs from last week, but this is so rich. I'm actually going to uh, include this just for the notes and include the uh, or audible version of it, um, the audio version of it later um, when I publish it to um, Anchor or to Podbeam. But this is rich. These these ladies are basically doing the most. I have never seen such crazy nonsense in all of my days. Uh, these people just taking advantage and wasting the court's time. Uh, but this one is right up there. This also is right up there with this Emily character from 90 Day Fiance. Yes, I watch a lot of trash TV. I watch lots of trash videos of people just doing the most and just making comments on them. And what in anything that this girl has ever done to make you think that number one, the withdrawal method is how most of the population has gotten here. We know it doesn't work. And this chick can't even pay attention enough to even using an app correctly to track her fertile period. Why is he given so much faith in this stupid girl? Why can't she be on depot? Why won't you just wear a fucking condom? 
you basically did the exact opposite. And were you thinking you were being set up and you were going to take the fall for Emily? She is selfish and and she's absolutely despicable. Hiding this pregnancy, making her parents continue to pay for her mistakes. This is how she has, she is so immature. She has led her life of complete selfishness and she keeps bringing other people, dependents into this world and this Cameroonian man. She, she's just so aggravating to me and any woman that's like her. It, it it irks me that she is the ultimate in white privilege and in in Karen's, but also any other woman that will basically continue to procreate and be this dismissive of men of any man or any person just gets my goat. Cause I don't see because to me, Kobe is fine, and he definitely could do a lot better than this ham hock sausage-looking bitch from Kansas. I'm just saying. Also, I'm also shocked. I'm also shocked that Bilal and Shaida got married because he's still gaslighting her all the way to the altar the wedding was beautiful, and although this dress was very modest and she was completely covered up, you could still see the shine and a light and a life in her eyes. And I still don't quite understand what would make her marry this brother. But they still are, they are, they did get married, and they are. And also it's confirmed that they're going to be on 90 Day Happily Ever After, which uh, premieres, I believe, at the end of the month. But in everything, I hope you guys have a great day and you enjoy um, my P90 as well as P Valley spoilers. And you join me next time as I discuss more. I'm hopeful that I'm going to be, you'll be able to listen to this while sipping on a cocktail of your choice. I hope to publish this by Tuesday. Whoop, whoop. After so much ratchetness, I am happy to let you know that this little dog that was abandoned by uh, his owners. I don't think they could have um, taken him with them or they lost their lives, but he was tied up to a chain, halfway starving, and he basically grabbed the hands of the rescuers and just was just so kind, wagging his what was left of his tail and they fed him and he just ate and ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. Um, and then he basically transformed even into a more hyper little dog. I look at what happened to my little dog over the past week and I don't even know where she is. I don't know if she's hiding. How you doing, Pinky Pinky? What you doing in there? Probably tearing up something and acting all chihuahua, but she cracks me up. 
um, she had a bad reaction, Ethel had a bad reaction to shots. And I see how she reacts to me and this dog reacts um, to these new owners or his new rescuers and just how positive and pure their love is in their life. And I want everybody to navigate to my Dale's Angels Inc. blog to enjoy the interaction of this dog as his day of saving and his new chapter starts on his life. And the purity of heart and the happiness, if we could uh, approach every interaction or anybody in relationships with that type of enthusiasm and that type of love, all of our lives would be a happy place. Also in the link itself, it gives you instructions on how you can donate um, to this charity or other charities, similar charities. And I think uh, watching the happiness of this dog just made my life. And I hope when you see it um, in the full uh, WordPress blog, posting, you'll get your life too. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. That is the opening refrain to the National Black Anthem. I have been thinking a lot on this very, the James Weldon poem as well as the song and what it means to me. Since Juneteenth, since the reversal of Roe v. Wade, because I think our creative avenues are going to be crushed down. Dissenting voices are going to be silenced because it doesn't ring or not in lockstep with the moral majority. I think we risk a descent into fascism, I, but I resist it. I refuse to spiral in despair like I have been doing for the last couple of weeks. I, I encourage anyone that wants to shed beauty into this world because you have a right to do that. We have a couple of decades of gloominess before us, but we have to resolve to be the shining beacons of happiness. Join me as I continue this in my creative endeavors. Let me know if you want to hear something different. Navigate to Dale's my Dale's Angels Inc. blog. Um, there's light there, a couple of puns and side eye shenanigans, also merch. And if you want to ship a glitter bomb to the dumbasses in charge or a plastic or a chocolate penis, you can use my code Tinfro Got Jokes and you can get a percentage off of your shipment. And as always. Create like it's your last day and thank you for listening.